Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, like I think we, we both might be. I think we're, we're both starting this thing off with a little yawn. But, yeah. But, but I'm excited. I'm really, really excited, Chris, because we've got the last two days of the seeding games coming up, which means NBA playoffs in a few days from now when we're recording this. It's been the last week or so have been really exciting. Uh, so anyway, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what's going on with college football. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our, uh, our comedy special of the week. Sounds good to me, man. Well, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, I love it. That, you did it way better than I did because I'm, I'm uh, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm about half asleep. I've been outside working hard on putting this deck together the last few days, and I'm sunburnt and whoop butt whipped. Are you uh, now? Are you replacing? Like, are you rebuilding your deck? You just replacing parts of it, or what do you? Uh, re- just replacing the top part of the deck in the or around. You know the the what do you basically reskinning the deck, taking all the deck boards off, putting new boards on, and then uh, I will redo the second half of my deck at some point, but not right now. Okay, if you need a if you need a good lumber guy, I know one. You know one? Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. I'll, I'll have uh, I'll, I'll give you a call when I'm ready for it. All right, good. All right. All right. So, so if we need, uh, we need some, if you need some lumber, I know a guy. Uh, and if you're looking for a place to work out, because gyms are at least partially open now, Chris. Yes, they are. Uh, I've got one for you. No matter, no matter what level of fitness you're at, if you like to be challenged a little bit or a lot, and if you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer, you know, most people would love to work with a personal trainer. You just can't afford them because they're so expensive. You want to find a gym with a personal trainer that you don't pay the cost of a personal trainer. Training personally with Peggy Edwards is the gym you want to try out. Training personally is circuit training for all levels, no matter where you're at, uh, with a personal trainer at your pace, on your time. Uh, Peggy Edwards, owner, operator, We'll keep your workouts safe. She'll keep them fresh. She keeps them fun all the time. She is a bundle of energy. And uh, so she will, uh, from the moment you walk in there, your energy is going to go up. uh, So you're going to get a better workout. She's going to work you hard. She's going to push you a little bit, but she's going to know exactly how much to push you so that you're not going to get hurt. You're going to get the best workout. It's going to be safe. And you're going to do it all. Now, this is normally a circuit. You're staying in one spot. She's got everything spaced out. She's got everything completely cleaned and sanitized. Uh, You're doing your whole circuit from one spot in the gym. It's away from everybody else. Uh, And she's going to be right there with a mask on to to help you with whatever you need, walk you through through what's going on with each exercise. Uh, So give it a shot. Go check it out. Stop in 3634 Budno Avenue if you're anywhere near Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, 4521 is the zip code. Uh, if you have any questions, jump on trainingpersonally.com. She's also on Facebook. Uh, several uh, workout videos if you want to try some stuff at home before you before you head into the gym. Uh, so facebook.com slash trainingpersonally. You can shoot her an email, peggy at trainingpersonally.com. It's P-E-G-G-Y. Uh, or give her a call or shoot her a text. She'll call you. She'll, she'll answer the phone. She'll 
She'll respond to you. Any questions you might have, um, 513-328-0296. That's Peggy Edwards, training personally, 513-328-0296. And mention that you heard it from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, and she'll give you the first month for free. That's correct. Thank you. Thank you. Even better. That's probably the best part of the whole thing. It is the best part, and I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also also brought to you by Green Sauce, because after you go have a workout with Peggy Edwards, you're going to need somebody to give you a little massage in a clean, professional uh, area, uh, also here in Cincinnati area. Uh, an experienced professional massage therapist provides you with a massage tailored to your needs, whether it's just to relax or unwind. You need a focus massage on your problem, or if you need a focus massage on your problem areas, knee, lower back, hip area, always bad. Always bad. Focus on that. That's what I'm getting focused on. Anyway, um, she's here to take care of you. You can go to her website. It's greensolace.com, G-R-E-E-N-E-S-O-L-A-C-E.com, and you can book everything there. Don't even have to call her. But... If you do want to call and get a little get a little bit more information, uh, you can get a hold get a hold of her at 513-702-4178. If you're in Cincinnati, schedule your appointment now. Get yourself rubbed down. Get yourself a good workout in. And then on Thursday morning, listen to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Because we're talking NBA playoffs to start. College football is big right now. College football is probably the biggest story in all of sports right now so we'll get to it teaser we'll get to it start off nba playoffs coming up they just sent out a notice to all the teams to let their players know they will be allowing them to bring a certain amount of family into the bubble now that the playoffs are ready to go so before we talk about the playoffs i gotta ask you about this we are in a different world today okay this is not the same world me and you grew up in if this, if this COVID happened years and years ago and we all got locked down and the NBA played, they would say, all right, here it is, boys. You can have four people come. You're allowed to have four people. I think the number's four. I don't know the number. I'm just going to say the number four just for our sake of this conversation. Back in the day, they would have said, you get four people, friends and family, close, you know, family, close friends. That's who you get to bring with you. And it'd be very simple. You bring a girlfriend, a wife, a buddy. You bring people in that, you know, are going to stay safe. They had to regulate in this notice to the millennials of the NBA that these have to be acquaintances that you personally have known for a while. Not somebody that you've never met, but you follow on social media. Basically saying, <laughs> yo, all you young cats with all this cash, in the best shape you'll ever be in in your life, good-looking, tall, handsome men, you're not allowed to go on Instagram and call an Instagram model and come hang out with you for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, put that on hold until next season. Dude, that is hilarious to me. That is so funny <laughs> they had to put that in there. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Now, I, I didn't see the details yet, but I know I, I just saw that you have to be able to prove a long-standing relationship with anybody yes. that comes into this thing. So, yes. yeah, that's what's long-standing. These guys are like twenty years old. Is long-standing <laughs> like two years, three years? 
What's you wrong with what? standing? I don't know, but if you're a player, look, just just hold off on that part of your life for a little bit. Bring your mom and dad, bring your kids, your wife, whatever you got. Bring them in. Deal with the next couple months like that. And then after after you get out of the bubble and you got the off season or whatever, okay, then do what you need to do. But uh, – my so Mike Golick, who will no longer, who's no longer on the radio anymore. Uh, his son still is starting next week. He's got a, a good show coming up that'll be from four to seven every day on ESPN Radio. Uh, I don't know why I'm plugging that, but there you go. I really <laughs> like his son, Mike Golick Jr. Today wow. he's on the radio. He put it per said it. He said it perfectly. He's he's talking about how this is the. Uh, this is the Disney World is, you know, the, the place that dreams were made of or whatever all that stuff is. Basically, basically, you're not allowed to come there and just get your groove on. But then listen to this. So you get one ticket per game. And then you can have another if it's a child under like like 48 inches or something like that. There's a limit on, on how tall they can be to be considered a child. <laughs> you think they just took them from the perfectly with Fits in exactly. Fits in perfectly with Disney World. You got the little cart, uh, the little wooden cutout of Mickey Mouse with the with the measuring stick or whatever. Yep, exactly. exactly. Measure up. I don't know if that's true. He was talking about that today, and I was laughing like crazy. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. So that so we've got um, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now in this bubble during games, outside of games. Uh, Right now, it doesn't really matter that much, but the Bucks have one more game on Friday, and they're going to be without Giannis because he uh, he couldn't control himself and he headbutted uh, he headbutted uh, who was it Mo Wagner, and so he got sure. something a little crazy, a little out of the ordinary for for the reigning for the reigning MVP. Yeah, that's something that you usually see. Usually, he's a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Once again, just going to show that in the heat of any kind of competition, anything can happen. Stop yawning. You're going to make me yawn. <laughs> was that a – the? Uh, <laughs> my picture keeps freezing. I don't know if you can see that. I, I, I had a real bad angle that I froze up there for a second. <laughs> so, anyway, the uh, – yeah, but you're right. But was that a, uh, was that a reference to last week's podcast? Uh, talking about or no two weeks slightly. ago talking about slightly. Joe Kelly yes slightly slightly <laughs> slightly <laughs> I feel like I caught that um, okay so yeah so he, they're gonna be without him but here's the thing that doesn't matter they got the one seed right the Bucks have the one seed doesn't matter what they do on Friday but tomorrow so we're recording this Wednesday night tomorrow's Thursday I hope to get this uh, up by then but maybe not we'll see what happens but um Either way, Thursday is the big day. So we got the lead. Now the East is set. The, 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 all the East matchups are set. The eight teams are there. Their spots are, are solid. Um, we already know who's going to play in the East. In the West, this is the exciting one. This is where it's down to like three teams that, and two of them have been probably the best teams in this bubble since they got back, which are the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, I should say first, because they're six and zero. Um, or sorry, seven and zero. I think six and one, seven and zero, something like that. So, um, but they have been red hot. They coming into this thing, they had the lowest chance to make the playoffs of any team that were that what that was there, and now they're a half game back. 
and they're right there for that last spot where um, if you end up within four games or whatever it is, uh, there's this tournament. Um, they're, they're playing like a, a series, a five-game series, I think, between the eighth and ninth team. Um, so Portland now has, has – so started Memphis was the eighth, the eighth seed. They've been terrible. They're one in six or something like that since being there. But they're still hanging on to that ninth spot. So now Portland, Memphis, and Phoenix, it's between the three of them for those last two spots. And they all play tomorrow. Their last game is tomorrow. So it's going to be a really exciting day of basketball. There are games all day long starting at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, so it's, it's kind of like the – it kind of feels tomorrow is going to feel like the conference tournaments maybe, like the last couple of days of the bas- college basketball conference tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out who's getting in. And uh, so that's what this is going to be. And it's really exciting because Devin – the two best players that have been in this bubble are Devin Booker and Damian Lillard. And De- Devin Booker by far. Damian Lillard's coming off a 51 just, point yeah, game and then a 61, 61 point game. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I think I really just wanted to bring up the, De- the Devin Booker deal, though. Did you see Draymond Green getting caught with a $50,000 fine the other day? Draymond Green? No. Yeah, he was uh, talking, he was getting interviewed and he was talking about Devin Booker and talking about how he needs to get out of Phoenix and get on a team that's going to allow him to play, blah, 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 and he got hit with a $50,000 fine. They and really Devin Booker, that? Yeah, they gave – yeah, tampering. They called it player tampering. Oh, tampering. ridiculous. I didn't hear – did you hear the interview? Did you I hear did, anything? I, did. I saw it, yeah. Okay, I, I didn't see any of it, so I don't know if it was or not. But I say slap, slap Draymond with every, every <laughs> daggone thing you possibly – I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I mean, if it wasn't bad, I don't, it's no big deal. Uh, but – but it's funny because then Devin Booker comes out and is, and he's going to put the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. So he, and if he can stay as hot as he is, and this team can stay as hot as they are, they've got a chance to do something in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna end up playing uh, the Lakers if they if they get in there. Yeah, but if you can, even if he just comes out there and takes some takes some was it five games in the first in the first series. If they if they get it is is a five game series. So even if he uh, takes yeah, I think. five or seven, whatever, even if he takes them the distance in that first and loses, how I mean that's a big that's a big step, you know, that's that 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 shows a lot. Yeah. He's gonna make a lot of money when he's a free agent. Yeah. <clears throat> he's been I, I don't know if you saw that shot he made where he like he was about three or four feet in front of half court and he picked up his dribble and he didn't have anybody to pass it to. So he shot the ball from. I mean, it was probably Jeez. it was probably forty five feet. It sounds it, like it barely touched the net. Like it, you know, you've seen those shots that the yep. net doesn't look like it even moves at all. Yep. That you wonder, you wonder if it was an air ball and it just touched the bottom of the net. Yeah, I I, I thought it was an air ball until until the other team grabbed the ball and took it out of bounds to throw it in to come come down the other way. That's crazy. Was, unbelievable and Damian Lillard's been full of shots similar to that too it's those two guys have been so exciting those two teams have been really exciting I would be so happy if we get that play in that extra little play in series uh, for that eighth spot between Portland and Phoenix the way that those two teams and those two players are playing right now to see Damian Lillard and Devin Booker go back and forth 
for a few games, oh my goodness. That would be so I think fun. it would be fun because you don't hear a lot from Devin Booker, right? He just comes out and consistently shoots as good or better than anybody in the league. Just yeah. consistently for the last three years, right? Yes. And Dane Lillard, you hear everything from. He, you know, he's he's not shy about, you know, saying whatever he feels he needs to say. The other day he dropped 61 and got a little upset during the game, I guess, and started yelling that's I guess anybody that would listen to put some respect on his, on the end of his name. So apparently his new name is Dame Lillard Respect, which I'm fine. I totally respect the guy. I think everyone that plays against him respects him. It sounds like it sounds like one of the uh, names they have on their backs anyway. So that could be yeah, a, respect. Like, yeah, name. exactly. So anyway, um, I I I know that you got to have some kind of drive and it's like we we watched the thing with Michael Jordan and he always found a reason to get upset and to have extra drive like Damien you got to understand the entire NBA respects you right I mean it's silly to think that they don't uh, he, he obviously knows everybody respects him yeah yeah I, I think it's more and I think he would be right in this case is in the last four or five years you know, you, you, you talked, we talked about, you know, Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden and um, – When it counts. Uh, yeah, and just as being the best guards in the league. You know, mm -hmm. when you talk about top three, top five guards in the league, usually Damian Lillard's kind of up there but not really with those guys. He should be. The last few years, he's proven he is. He is absolutely – he is every bit as good as any one of those guys that I just talked about. And uh, he continues to show it. And he, when everybody's healthy on that team, he carries that team. And they are as good as just about anybody. I mean, they can, they can compete. They can probably compete with anybody the way they're playing right now. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so that's, that's really exciting. I mean, we could, we could break down every, every possible scenario coming up in the playoffs here. But uh, I, I just want to get past, not past, but to the next day to see all these – I mean, there are so many great games. Tomorrow we've got Miami-Indiana, who is the first-round matchup in the East, the 4-5 Let's seasons. go, Edmund Sumner. Make it so happen. Let's go, go Edmund Sumner. There's a, little, uh, there's a little history already. I think they played each other once before in this uh, thing, and, and they got into it a little bit. And, um, so they're – and they're kind of similar teams to me a little bit, uh, and they're just – I mean, they're – they're so even, it, it feels like to me. They're very, very similar teams. If I had to put my money on in a series, it would probably be for Miami. But, you know, I, I, you and I have gone to Pacers games together. I, you know, I had season tickets for a while. Love going to the Pacers games. So, um, I, I, I'm going to root for Indiana. Um, but that's, that should be a really fun series. Obviously, probably any 4-5 series is going to be. But, anyway, you get a little preview uh, tomorrow with that. You've got uh, Denver, Toronto, who are, I think, the two – or the Denver's, I think, the third seed in the West, and Toronto's the second seed, so they're pretty even. Um, so you got you – got, we got four games. To yeah. Sure, but, but if – my question is, those, those teams already know they're in it. Are any of their starters even going to be playing in these games? I mean, so are, yeah. who's even going to be playing in Right. That's that's uh, that was the Friday schedule. I'm sorry. Tomorrow is the big one. <laughs> that is that that's still fun to me. That those that especially Miami Indiana is going to play, and then a couple of days later they're going to start their uh, 
uh, playoff series. But um, you have – let's see. So, okay, so Memphis plays – Memphis plays Milwaukee, uh, and that's going to be Milwaukee without Giannis. So Memphis was going to have, I think, the toughest game there, and now it's not going to be as tough because Milwaukee's going to be missing Giannis. So uh, – but Portland plays Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, Phoenix has Dallas. So that'll be a tough matchup for them. Um, although Dallas is already in, so I don't know. Maybe they rest Luca. Like to your point, you know, maybe they maybe they have Luca or or Porzingis. I don't know why he'd be playing. There's no reason. I mean, if they can't if they can't go up or down a seed at that point in time, why? I, I'm not playing my stars. That game means nothing at that point. Yeah, I mean, maybe because they were off so long. So they, I mean, this is their eighth game back or whatever, aside from the scrimmages they had. But um, yeah, and it, and it looks like it looks like Dallas it has nothing to do with being tired. It has everything to do with them not going out and headbutting somebody from the other team, <laughs> yeah, or, just, you know, twisting an ankle or doing something stupid, so they're going to miss the, you know, the, miss the start of the playoffs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and by the way, I think San Antonio actually still is in the hunt too. Um, yeah, so I think if San Antonio won and Memphis and Phoenix both lost, uh, but I believe there would be a tie, and then they would probably have to play a play-in game to get to the play-in series. Um, so there's there's <laughs> there's all kind there are all kinds of scenarios. This feels like the end of baseball season, the last week of baseball season when we're when we talk about. Okay, if this team wins, uh, you know, and this team exactly, but this team wins, and these two teams, uh, as long as they don't tie, but this, you know, this team's grandma brings some Rice Krispie treats or whatever, then, uh, you know, all these different scenarios, and uh, (laughs) that's so much fun, so much fun for guys like us. What about the cookies, though? What if she brings them cookies? Well, it depends what kind of cookies. What if I I love. I love thinking about all those things, uh-huh. but in the end, I this year with the NBA, I'm so confused <laughs> yeah. on, like, even after you go through all this stuff, now all of a sudden we got another play set of play-in games, and I, like, I, I don't even know where, what's what, what's what, who's who, or how's what. I just want the playoffs here so I can watch meaningful basketball. Yeah, and uh... – and I think the same thing is going to happen in baseball like it always does, but maybe even more this year because there are more teams vying for spots. There are more more playoff teams in baseball this year too. So that last week, we get to that last week in September or whatever it is, um, it's, yeah. going to be, it's going to be just like that too. There's going to be so many different scenarios uh, to play out. Especially so. with the, as few games as there are now. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Insane. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. But in the end, we all know that LeBron's going to win. So LeBron and the Lakers are going to win it all, and and LeBron will be, you know, the MVP, and LeBron will also be the the playoff or the the finals MVP, and and I'll get to watch Adam do a couple minutes of stand up comedy on this podcast. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm- if they if they look really good in their first round series, I'm just gonna start writing jokes. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. 
All right. Well, that's uh, we'll, we'll have plenty more for you next week because then we, we'll know exactly everything we'll, will take shape and we'll, we'll know. We'll have a better idea, and then we can really take a look at what teams are playing. You know, we'll, we'll know exactly uh, – well, actually, we'll be into the first round of the playoffs by then, right? Right. So that'll be even better. So we'll have a good idea what that first round's kind of looking like or how it starts out. We can kind of get into that. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, that's when things get real fun for the NBA. That's what I love. That's that's what I can't wait to get on here and talk about. But the biggest thing in college bas in co- in sports right now is college football. Adam, we we hear the 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 MAC. I believe it was on Monday announced that they were going to push the season to the spring for now they are canceling football and they are going to push the season to the spring with an interconference uh schedule and it started to sound like everybody was going to be doing this it seemed like you know the the guy from the big 10 the the commissioner of the big 10 said that he was kind of for the spring football and then you hear all of a sudden or maybe that was sunday i can't remember anyway then you hear that there's going to be an impromptu meeting of the power five conferences and their commissioners to go over it, which seemed like they wanted to have kind of an in unison, you know, they probably, you know, it would have been a good idea for them all to come out together, come out and say what their plan is, their strategy is so we can still have college football. Okay. Because in the end, sports are fun. We need a little break from something and, and we'll get into the player side of this in a second. Because that's a whole other story. But so comes out and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have decided to push their seasons to spring. And the SEC, the Big 12, and the – who am I missing? ACC, and, ACC. And the ACC have all decided that they are going to just wait a few weeks. Let's see what happens. We, we still kind of want to play. How are – there's there can't be a college football playoff at this point, can there? There's no way. No. How, you can't have half the NCAA playing in spring and half the NCAA play, playing in fall and have any kind of a champion. Uh, that's another thing, Mike Golick Jr. We're just going to become a Mike Golick Jr. podcast. But, um, I'm down. That, that dude's hilarious. Yeah, I know. That's another thing he said, I think, on Twitter is that uh, uh, I just uh, just lost my train of thought. Mike Gold Jr. said on Twitter. Yeah, he, he said uh, about the college football stuff that uh, – oh, he said everybody – he said everybody better be claiming uh, mythical national championships or something like – he said it way funnier, but uh, – Sure, yeah. Because it's the same way that you at uh, UCF, uh, right? Uh, UCF did, yeah, for two years. So, <laughs> yeah, to- totally. I-, I totally agree. It's going to be impossible. I don't understand it. So, first off, I want to know your thoughts on it. What do you think about them? What do you think about the Big Ten pushing to the spring? Good idea, bad idea. What do you think about the SEC and everybody else letting it kick around and making it seem like they really want to continue on and play, even though they'll be playing with – well, the SEC said they're going to probably still maybe let some fans in, but what it seems like most people are going to be playing in almost front in front of almost nobody. Yeah, I think it, to me it makes sense to say let's let's shoot for the spring. That gives you another 
you know, four months, four or five months, six months to start to, to see how everything develops, to see how the whole coronavirus thing for, for a long time, they've been talking about, you know, the possibility of early 2021. So maybe January, February, March, uh, where we, that might be where we could see a vaccine. And, you know, so for, for, who knows what that's even going to look like if they do have one, how available is it going to be and what's it really going to mean and all that kind of stuff. We have no idea, but if there's a, if, if things are a little better, if at least the numbers are under better control or we have something else about it figured out, whatever, whatever it is, let's so, play out. And, and then when you get to January, February, something like that, where you have to actually have a plan and have a schedule and everything, decide if it's not very much better or whatever or you know then okay we're just gonna have to cancel it we're gonna shoot for next fall or whatever but you have time to let it let everything play out and figure it out so let me ask you this so football in general college football you know uh the the nfl uh is is all about health right they've they, there's been a huge uh, concern about you know taking padded practices away, a certain amount of padded practices away. Almost none of these guys even tackle in practice ever. Maybe maybe a couple scrimmages and and things like that, right? So it's all about your health. It's about keeping these kids healthy, limiting the impact in a certain amount of time. Okay, it's so easy that I'm considering becoming a, an NFL practice player. Well, I don't know about becoming easy but yeah yeah i would love to see you running around and them just wrapping you up because if if uh let's say jj watt decides that he's just gonna wrap you up and not tackle you you're still gonna get laid out <laughs> oh, i'm getting hurt i'm getting hurt bang. no doubt no doubt so anyway it's all about it's all about player safety right the whole thing player safety player safety player safety player safety so you're gonna have these kids play in the spring and then turn around and play their next season in the fall. So you're going to have all this tackling and head trauma and everything else, and then have these kids not have a full uh, – their, their normal full body time to recover and turn around and put them right back out into it in the fall. Number one, I don't think that's a good idea. Number two, before I even get into that, tell me what you think about this. They're saying it's player safety. Obviously, for the reason I just stated, I disagree with that. I don't think it's for player safety is the reason that they're changing this to the spring. These teams make a lot of money when there are fans in the stands. A lot of money. A lot of money. So you can't tell me that there's not a little part that says we've all – Big Ten already said they were going to plan on not playing with fans in the stands. I guess there was family members, and they, could, they were going to have a certain amount of things they'd allow to be there. But basically nobody in these giant 110,000-seat monsters that these people play college football in. So wouldn't it make sense to push it to the spring when you can maybe all of a sudden I can have full stands now and all of a sudden that money comes back in. You can't tell me that that didn't have a huge part to do with it. And if that's the case, just tell me straight up. Why do you got to bring all player safety, player safety? That's absolute malarkey. Those colleges, I'm not going to say could care less. I'm not going to say that. But they definitely don't care as much as they act like they do about their player safety. It's about that bottom dollar, and that's what it is. 
it's it's definitely I, I think probably for most for most places it's both. It's definitely money for everybody. <laughs> um because even the smaller, you know, even even the smaller division one schools, that's how they make most of their money. Oh, they make almost all of it. And they're yeah. all and they're gonna have to cancel their seasons. Because the only way that they could play a season and be able to test efficiently on these kids while they're there is to get the money from playing Ohio State and playing so and so in you know early on in the season when they get their couple million dollars to you know a few million dollars to come to Ohio State and get their head kicked in. Right. That's where they make their money, and that's how they would be able to continue to test for these things. And if they can't make that, then they're not going to be able to even play football. Yeah. Yep. I, for some reason, Ohio University pops into my mind, like a school like that, about that size, that, you know, they're, I, I, I've been to a football, an Ohio University football game. It's huge. It's, it's, a, it's a big thing for them. People are tailgating and doing all the stuff that everybody else does. But it's, you know, that's, they are getting so much money from football because, you know, there's not, you know, basketball is kind of big there too, but it's, it's still such a small school at those yeah. events. Those are the big events there. And that's, it's so important for them to get people there. And so, yeah, you're right. That's uh, it's, it has a lot to do with pushing it back, but that's the thing. I, I think that's why they're talking about pushing it back instead of canceling. I think that's, that's where that's the biggest factor that comes in. Instead of just saying, you know, because player safety in total you just cancel it. Wait until next fall. That way, you have a whole another year to let all the coronavirus stuff and everybody's bodies get good, and you can figure out eligibility. Let everybody have that extra year of eligibility or whatever. Shouldn't be a big deal. Um, but that's I think that's where the money thing comes in. Is that's why they want to still try to have that it, instead of just canceling. They're going to push it back and be like, okay. We're still going to try to squeeze an, an extra little season in here somewhere, you know. And, and like you said, it might it might even be where you get you play a season. It's it's going to be a, a you know probably a shortened season. They were already talking for a while about just doing um, just uh, Big Ten already said games. they're only playing in their conference. Right. Yeah. So whether it's in the fall, whether it's in the spring, it might still be that. So you might play you know six eight games instead of twelve. Um, or, or whatever. So uh, that's that's where that's where I think the biggest difference is. Is, is obviously money has a lot to do with it. But I, I think money is so, so much to do with it that it's not even funny. I think when it comes down to it, this is a billion dollar industry, and there's a lot of money being lost, and they are going to tell you whatever they need to tell you, without saying it's about the money. Because if they say it's about the money. Then all of a, then now all of a sudden you have players talking about player unions, or now we've hear hear things about player associations. Debo Sweeney, one of the funniest things I ever heard, he said he's all about a player college football players association, but he's not doesn't really feel comfortable with a college football players union. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know really what the difference would be in that case, uh, except for I guess legal things. But anyway. Pretty funny. So the kids, though, seem to want to play. There's a lot of kids that have opted out, that they have, you know, uh, their reasons for it, whether it's their own health concerns or family members' health concerns 
or things like that. But there is starting to be more and more of these kids that are coming out with this. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence started it, the quarterback for uh, Clemson, the hashtag we want to play. Justin Fields, quarterback for Ohio State, came back with it. And they were – it's getting kind of big. And – you know, it the, the, uh, there was another guy, I think it was Trevor Lawrence, or, or maybe it was Justin Fields. One of the guys, somebody came out and said, listen, these players are safer on campus, confined to themselves, than they would be if you end up sending them home, doing online courses or whatever, sending them home to where they don't have to be certain places at certain times. You know social distancing probably isn't being done as well those places as they're going to be done during, you know, if you are a football player, they're going to mandate and your team is going to get on you if you don't follow the guidelines. Because if you don't follow the guidelines, you're going to end up like police act for the – for the Indians and all his whole team can't stand him now because he went out and had a couple beers down in Chicago after he had a win and tried to sneak back in. Anyway, I and, and there's so many of these teams that – there's a few teams that had outbreaks, but there's so many teams that have not. The kids really have done a pretty good job. They've done just as good as any professional baseball team has done <laughs> when you take the amount of teams that had breakouts and the amount of teams that haven't. So I think we need to give the kids a chance. I think, you know, I think what the SEC and these guys are doing is – I think that's the best way. Let's not cancel it right now. Let's wait two weeks after all these other kids getting get on campus. Let's see how that affects our football team. Because right now it's just the football teams on campus. Let's see how well these kids do when the rest of campus gets there. If things start going bad, haywire, then yeah, maybe we've got a couple weeks to say, okay, maybe we do push the spring. Maybe we just cancel all together. Maybe we wait until, you know, something new happens. But I I think he, I, I'm 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 kind of at the point where I I want to give these kids a chance. Yeah, I I understand that uh, you know a lot of these guys are 18 to 21 or whatever, and they a lot of them, as we've seen over and over since the beginning of this whole COVID thing, that that seems to be the age range that doesn't care quite as much about. Uh, sure, but I don't necessarily know. I think that's more. I think. I think I agree with you on that, but I don't know that I would definitely put in the collegiate athletes into that because these collegiate athletes, this is what they have grown up wanting to do. They wanted to play football, play baseball, play basketball in college. That's your, that's the next step before the next step. And if somebody comes up to you and goes, listen, here's the deal. If you want to continue to play, you know, if you want to have a junior season, a freshman season, a sophomore season, a senior season, stay away from everybody this year. I think you're going to see more kids at the collegiate level, at the collegiate athlete level, being smarter than just the college kids. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, at the same time, those guys are still college kids, too. Um, They've done a pretty good job so far, and they're still in college towns where the kids still live there. I, I and I and I don't really. Uh, I know that there are studies that have been done, especially for like uh, like younger kids, about in in a lot of situations, it's it's better for them to be in school than to be at home. Um, you know, there are you know all kinds of different reasons for that, but 
I, I don't, I just don't feel like I can be convinced yet that it's a good idea to number one opens, especially colleges back up uh, for everybody to just come in and do classroom stuff and be on campus and everybody being there. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like a good idea when we live in 2020 and the online thing, especially for student, for college students is such a, is such an easy option. And that's, you really, that's when you're, they're putting everybody in a position to be able to quarantine because your really only real responsibility is to go to class. Now I'm talking regular college kids, not, not athletes. Um, that's your one big responsibility. If you work or whatever, okay, that's you have a job or whatever you do. But to be able to, to just walk around campus and go to parties and hang out with friends and do, people's dorms and stuff like that, if you take that option away, you're going to be able to control that, that environment a whole lot better for the student athletes that are also there. Um, and So then, yeah, but you can't do that. Because if you say, all right, everybody has to take online classes and stay home. However, if you're a college football player at Alabama, you have to come to school because we need you to come play football so we can make TV money. We can play football games and get money from the SEC network or ESPN or Disney or whatever so they can get their money. That, I'm telling you, it, it all ends up coming down to money. Yeah. And you can't do that without the kids, without those kids who are getting way smarter and are getting way more uh, pro, I don't know what the word is, way uh, social media savvy about the way they use their platforms. And there, there will be, these college kids are going to end up getting paid somehow besides on their likeness for going and doing a commercial for a Cadillac dealership or something. They're going to get paid by their schools if, if their schools if the schools can't figure out how to do this COVID right, because if you tell kids to stay home, all the regular students, and then tell your collegiate athletes that they still have to come and, and be around each other, it all comes down to money. That's why they're there. For, so the school can make money off of the athletics. And the kids are smart enough now to, 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 to call them out on it. Of course, yeah. Um... And they would be right. And that's why I, I should say, I should make sure I'm clear that I don't think they should be. I don't think they should be there. I don't think they should be training. I don't think they should be getting ready for a season. I think the season should be canceled. And I understand how much money everybody loses for that reason and, 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 or if that happened. Um, and, I, you know, there, there are, I'm sure there's a ripple effect that's going to, you know, there are going to be things that happen because of that that's the case besides even just money it's going to change people's lives and it's going to you know maybe, maybe kids will uh, have uh, more opportunities to go out and get in trouble and lose scholarship or something if they're just out there doing whatever they want and they don't have that structure uh you know to to be in the stadium every day or in the gym every day or whatever with their teams um so many different things that can happen but i so so i do want to say that they shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be because it should be about safety. It should be about everybody's health. And if you're, if you're there sweating and breathing into each other's faces because you have to, to do that sport, it, then it doesn't make sense. Um, but if you're going to do that, if you need that money or whatever, whatever you decide, 
it still makes a lot more sense to the, that's you're, you're going to be, excuse me, you're going to be able to get much closer to a bubble situation. Like by the way, fourth straight week uh, now that the NBA has had zero positive tests. Yep. So if you try to do WNBA same way, NHL, the same way uh, there's a lacrosse, like super lacrosse pros or something like that. That's in a bubble doing the same thing. It's, it's working. It's working. So, but it's not, it's not working for baseball because they can't do a bubble. And, nope. it, and it's it, not going to work for football. It's not going to work for football. Exactly. So, um, it, but that's the thing. If you keep all the other students out, you keep all the other students away and you really, really control how all of those athletes are, what their days are like, and they don't have to be around, you know, 30 or 40 or 60 or 200 other kids in a classroom and they don't have to be just walking to practice or back or to the dorm or to get something to eat or whatever. They don't have to walk through a crowd of kids. It's, you know, it's going to make a huge difference, I think. So if you're going to decide, look, yep, this is, we're going to, we're going to do a little risky thing here and, and have you play, but because we need all that money and it's about money and it's going to, you know, that's why we're doing this be up front. But we're going to try to make it. Be up front. That's funny. No chance. I know they're not going to, but still. But I'm saying you can do that and say that, but but this is what we're going to do to make it as safe as possible for you. That's And that's fine. I I understand where you're coming from, and that makes sense. But then you have to go uh, – there's so many repercussions that come from that. Then you have to fight. Now you have to fight your players because your players aren't stupid. They know why they're there. It's not player safety. You can call it player safety, and you're trying to keep them as safe as possible. But if you were really trying to keep them as safe as possible, no one would be playing football. That's just the bottom line. So it's not about keeping them as safe as possible. It's about keeping them as safe as possible with still make, and still being able to be a billion-dollar industry where your players make nothing. And, and but I and then I, I also want to say that if you're a player, then you can't complain about both things. You can't complain about them making you play a season because it's for money, and also complain about them canceling the season or pushing it back because you want yeah, to play. One, I 100% agree with that. And I saw a funny thing. It was like two buttons. It said it's it was college football season, and it said play, and it said don't play but be able to start a players association or, and all this other stuff. And, and, you know, so, you know, if you, you guys can all sit this whole thing out and you guys can get yourselves into an association or start a union or do whatever you want to do, but you're going to have to do whatever you do. It's got to be all together. And they've, they're already totally, there's no way to get that many kids, that many schools on board to be able to get into something. I just don't see it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I feel bad for the kids because it, it, it's, 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 it's a catch 22. You're trying, especially the guys that are going to be in the NFL that are, that are, you know, first couple round draft picks, they're opting out of the season. Anyway, there's no point for them to even at this point in time, you're not going to play in the spring and then go directly into, then start playing the NFL. That's, they've already got OTAs and you've probably already been drafted by then. I don't even get That's around when the draft is. Isn't it in April? I don't know. Anyway, it just – it doesn't make a ton of sense. If you do it in the spring, 
how, how many kids – how is the Big Ten and the Pac-12 going to keep kids from transferring right now? If I'm in the Big Ten or Pac-12 and it's my senior year and I'm an edge guy where I may or may not make the NFL draft and I'm not going to get to play until the NFL draft is coming, who's to stop me from transferring now and or trying to go through whatever portals I can get to so I can play in the SEC or I can play in the Big 12 or I can play in the ACC and be able to play before the draft comes and try to improve my draft status? Yeah, that's I think one of those things that's like a ripple effect thing is it's going to be – you're right. It could be if, if half the NCAA, if, if three or four or five – uh, conferences want to play and the other ones don't and they they make that happen but that's the thing is they have that portal set up and there's all kinds of le- legal things you have to go through to, to be able to transfer so it's not going to be unless they change those very quickly i'm going to tell you right now it, it's not going to take but one or two guys to get a, one or two of these guys to have a lawyer get set up on them to go to the ncaa and and you know you the NCAA is making changes because of COVID, you know, drastic, you know, changes in the way they do things, uh, that, that the kids should be able to have the same opportunity to have drastic changes in the, the way they would normally go through college transfer portals and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, it has to happen like immediately though. So. Well, it, right. I mean, you're going to start seeing it within the next couple of days. After this, all I mean, it just happened in the last day or two. So I think you're going to start seeing things happen. Yeah. All, all that legal stuff always takes so long, though. I just don't know how, how you would be able to transfer that quickly from one school to another if they're going to start. You get, enough, you, get enough, you get enough kids trying to jump ship, trying to make things happen. I think, it'll, I think you're going to see some I, – I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe you'll never hear any of it. Maybe nobody will do it. But it just seems like the very first thing that would happen. And there'll be a Twitter storm and a social media outrage outpour over it, which, by the way, social media outpouring is like, you know, 15,000 people, which is so minuscule when it comes to the amount of people in the world that that all of a sudden is an outrage because 15,000 likes. He got 15,000 likes on that. Dude, that's nothing. Come on. Even a million. Come on. Anyway, that's so there'll be an outrage and outpouring and something's going to have to happen. If that many people wanted to transfer that quickly and it it caused some big, big issue, I think that's it would be easier then for all those conferences to say, you know what, everybody's just going to cancel the season then. So nobody needs to transfer. It it would just make it would just be that easy, I think, for the NCAA. It wouldn't make sense. But when you're talking about billions of dollars to these schools, and these commissioners who are making their money off of the money they make through these other, uh, you know, through through tickets and and through TV and stuff like that, it sounds like it would be easy to me and you. But when we're not talking about billions of dollars either, we don't even know what that even like smells like, much less think about it. So these guys. I don't think that that's something that it'll be just easy for them to just say, ah, we'll just cancel it. Yeah, you know what? There's too much of these kids are doing this. No, they're going to – they're. I don't – I just can't see it happen. I can't see it happen. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, so we'll have in the next couple of weeks an answer probably on that, whether anybody plays or a few – I mean, I still don't see how you could have half the big conferences play and half of them not, and then I don't know how you would – 
what that would re what kind of result you would get from that. I have no idea. But so I, I think everybody is going to and eventually postpone until the spring. And then as the spring is approaching, then decide something there. Dude, um, the SEC is still planning on having fans as of right now. <laughs> They've sold tickets to games, man. You tell, you're talking about a whole different part of the world, brother. It's a whole different part of the world. It's a whole different type of sports fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to – okay, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep the comments to myself. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> no, it's – look, I, we've got a lot of stuff going on still, obviously. Every day we're still – things are changing, you know, six months into this whole COVID stuff. Uh, every day stuff's still going on, new things. Every I just week. don't understand how you've had this much time as your college football and you haven't uh, – like, you don't – you didn't think this all was going to happen. Like, you've had so much time to figure all this out. And now you're – I don't understand what's taking things so long. The NFL is the same way. What's taking why, – the NFL still hasn't really come out with any plans for anything for if something were to go bad and teams not be able to play because of – like, these – I don't understand – how there's not some sort of uh, some sort of plan of action already installed in these? They've they've been able to see what golf did, what the NBA is doing, what other team, what other things are doing, what other places are doing, other sports are doing to be successful. What? Why are you not ready for this? Yeah, and I think uh, I think in February. In March, I don't think any of us knew that it was going to still. I, I feel like a lot of us were like, "Oh, in in by the summer, it's all going to be gone." You know what I mean? But then, okay, so just say two months ago, June, summer's here. It's not going anywhere. It's right. getting worse still. All right, we need to start putting a plan of action together in case this continues to happen. You ain't doing anything else in your off season. Get your commissioners together. Figure it out. Yeah. It doesn't I'm make sense. I'm sure they started thinking about stuff, but now they're just getting – it's getting closer and closer. Doesn't seem like it. To, well, yeah, we probably don't know what they do every day in their offices. But I'm sure, sure – You just I mean, love the, the big wigs, don't you? You're all defending <laughs> the big wigs today. No, they're just getting so much criticism from, from so many people that have no clue what goes on. <laughs> it, it, but it's it, – you know, I understand. Then they it's need so to come out and say, we've been that. going over this for months and months and months and months, and this is what this is what we're having trouble with. Come out and defend yourself then. Yeah. Tell us what you've been doing. Because as of right now, you keeping quiet says you haven't done anything. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that now college football, the big five, the between the power five conferences, two of them are splitting over here, three of them are splitting over here, you obviously weren't getting together and figuring anything out. Yeah. By the way, did you know that uh, so so the Big Ten Network and the Pac-12 Network are both owned by Fox and that uh, SEC Network, ACC Network, and apparently, I didn't know the Big 12 had one, but apparently the Big 12's got one too. They're all owned by Disney and ESPN. So here we go, right back to money, right back to money and, and TV dollars and everything else. I'm just telling you. Yeah. That's that's uh, that does sound like quite a coincidence. Um, 
Okay. Well, anyway, on that note, you know what else is a coincidence? What's that? There's a coincidence that we had Joe Leonard on our podcast last week and that we ended up choosing for our comedy special. We decided to choose Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, the uh, the fluffy Mexican man, the king of the Mexicans, as we found out right. in the special. In the per, special. Per, per Joe's longtime suggestion, uh, we, we should have we done this one a long time ago, but um, we finally got to it. And uh, it was – I'll just flat out ask you, what do you think? Adam, we've had this conversation so many times on this podcast when it comes to comedians. Yeah. So many times. I know that you ought to be thinking the same thing. I'm going to tell you right now, this was an hour and – it was an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 20-minute long pocket, uh, comedy special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Uh, 40 minutes into it. Fell asleep, turned it off. Couldn't do it. I don't want to hear about how great your life is. He didn't tell a joke. He didn't tell a joke for the first 40 minutes. He was just telling stories about how about things that we'll never be able to do. He got to hang out with Snoop and smoke pot. There was nothing funny about that. That's what Snoop does. What I mean, come on. I I don't I don't I we've talked about it before. I almost don't want to watch new specials for someone who has just gotten really famous. Tiffany Haddish was one. It was all about how she's come up and how great she is now. I, I, that's good. I'm happy for you. But what made you funny was how terrible your life was before. Let's just <laughs> stick to the old, even though we know how great your life is now, we know how much money you make. We know all of this, right? Gabriel Iglesias, we understand you've got a whole team of people that you pay for, right? We get it. He said it like three times about his crew that he pays everything for. Anyway, if you, if that's, if what made you funny, what got you where you were, were those kind of jokes. What makes you think all of a sudden everybody's going to think you're funny when you can't relate, when they can't relate to you now? If I can't relate to your jokes, I'm not going to laugh at it. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what happened uh, last week with the Jim Gaffigan thing. Like he, I, I loved his jokes, but a lot of them I didn't get to laugh at as much because I I didn't understand the references because he was in Canada and he was in uh, Barcelona. I wasn't planning on a history lesson last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting point. Um, so you you didn't love it. And you've talked about that you've liked Gabriel Iglesias before. Yeah, he's a funny dude, man. I laugh at that dude all the time. So then, uh, then do you want to rate it now, or, or do you want me to go ahead? I want to know what you think about it. You you agree with everything? Did you? I'll let you go first. I I told you what I thought about it. Okay. I'll let you tell me your thoughts, and then you rate it, and then I'll come back and rate it after you. I got you. So I, uh, I don't disagree with, with what you said. Um, it, was, it, it did feel more like him just telling stories and then trying to, with his, with his reactions and uh, you know, kind of animating people in the story himself. Um, trying he's, to pretty try- good. he's pretty good at, uh, at uh, what do you call it? He, he, he did pretty good uh, impressions of a few people. He did, yeah. 
he then that surprised me a little bit. He was he's he has a little range there. He um so he yeah he did the snoop and uh, I forget who else he I forget who else he did, but um he did some good impressions and he talked about his family. He's you know sounds like he spends a lot of time with his son, his 19 year old son, and um, had all that kind of stuff going on. And talked about his son trying to find a job, and they went to Red Lobster and. Uh, called his wife a, a biscuit blocker. Biscuit blocker. I laughed at that. That is the only yeah. thing I laughed at. Was the biscuit <laughs> blocker. That was the only time I laughed in that first forty minutes of this. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, but it was. It was about. It was a lot about just kind of telling stories and trying to make them funny just by like the way that he tells it, and not that it's a really funny story. He just tries to, you know, with each line or with each, you know, each person that says something, make some sort of reaction about it, whether he's reacting to something someone else says or the way that they reacted to something that he said or something else. It, you know, just he tried to make it funny in that way. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. He didn't, it didn't feel like jokes. You know, it didn't feel like he wrote out like well thought out jokes. Um, and, and I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have, I think because of that reason too. So, um, but he did, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I got from this was how nice a guy he is. Like, he's such a sweet guy, you know? Sure. And, and uh, and that comes out in every one of his, every one of the specials he's ever done. And that's what I've realized too, is I think early on when he first like got big or whatever, (laughs) not, not literally, but, um, when he was eight <laughs> he was already yeah he was already big um no but when he when he first kind of started getting famous or whatever and i first saw him i was like oh okay you know yeah he's he's kind of funny or whatever um but i didn't really pay real close attention to him for a long time um his whatever the one he did before this one i don't think i ever saw um so for you know the last few years the last several years really I, I knew who he was. I knew he was there. It didn't seem like he was as maybe as relevant for some reason, maybe just in my life for some reason he didn't pop. But, um, but you know, then listening to him, like you said, talk about how successful he's been and all the opportunities he's had and everything now because of that success, um, how, you know, how, how lucky he's been and all that kind of stuff. It was just cool to, it was cool to listen to. And he, like you said, he talked about the people that he employs and stuff like that. And I don't know, cause this was toward the end of it. So I don't know if you got to this when he talked about his bus driver. Yeah, I did. So yeah, I just, it was, I mean, he started like naming a bunch of people um, and, and like giving them shout outs. And, and I just thought that was really cool. And then he talked for a long time about his bus driver and how different they are and how different yeah. they think. And yeah, you know, his bus driver's a little, maybe uh maybe edgy or something sometimes. And he, uh, and, and they had a conversation a couple of times about it. And, um, but you know, and then he talked about how, you know, a lot of people were trying to, trying to get rain people back in from getting crazy about all, all the, you know, fighting with everybody and talking about, you know, we could have a conversation, we could disagree and have a conversation and still love yep. each other and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I just loved how he, uh, you know, he seemed like such a family guy and he's such a, uh, you know, s- supports the people that, you know, that he has around him so well and stuff like that. And he, 
He treats everybody really nicely. That's okay. the biggest thing I got from it. So from so the what I'm getting, what I'm getting though, from this is you are trying to butter up Gabriel Iglesias as much as possible before you bring it all the way down to the ground <laughs> on your rating. Because you're talking about a, ball, a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with how funny a comedy special was. You're just talking about him being a nice guy. He basically took the entire special to show how nice of a guy he was and how great of a life he has and how, you know, whatever you want to say about it, which is good. That's fine. But save that for like an interview, not for your comedy special. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and you're not wrong about what I'm doing there. I wasn't really doing it on purpose. I really was. I really, I feel like I'm a bigger fan now because I know what kind of a guy he is or I have a better idea about it anyway. Um, so I feel like I, I like him even more. If I see him on TV or something or, or see an interview pop up on YouTube or something like that, I might watch it now where I might not have before because yeah. I appreciate that he is so appreciative of what he has of, you know, he feels like he's been blessed and he, you know, he's very, he, he practices gratitude. It seems like very well. So. Um, totally good. I'm with you on there. I yeah. just, I don't feel like the, the nosebleed sports podcast uh, comedy yeah. segment is where we're, where we should really be caring about how nice of a guy a comedian is. Right. So yeah, if we are uh, if we are rating these based on how much we laughed, how funny we really think the thing was, and I think that's how we rate it. I mean, it's a comedy. It's a comedy special. So I don't know. We we literally give it. I say one to five. You say zero to five. Haws. That's right. that's what we decided we were giving it was how many haws. That's yep. laughs. So right. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him a 2.6. 2.6. I got a 2.6. So we all know that I believe the rating system starts at one. So one is the lowest you could possibly so get. 2.6 is a notch above half for me. No, three is half for you. Oh, three is half for me. Yeah. Is that two right? And eight no. is half for me. Two and a half? Yeah, that's right. Two and a half is for you. All right. So so you said he's halfway. That special was halfway in between a good and bad special. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. So I'm going to go a little bit worse than that. I had 1.0 written down. <laughs> Whoa. However, I remembered I laughed at the uh, at the biscuit blocker, so I'm giving him a 1.2. <laughs> oh my goodness! So that like was the worst that we've watched for me. It was the worst, and I think it's more because I get annoyed with the way some of these comedians are. We know where your life is now, man. It's not funny. Be relatable, and I listen. If you guys are watching this, and you probably you might love the King of the Mexicans as as uh, I can't remember who it was somebody told somebody called him that one of the famous people he ran into. Anyway, if you if you love him, this, this comedy is totally you know about what you get out of it, right? I got nothing out of this zero <laughs> point two. Okay. 
So That's yeah. So, so one, your, your one point two is like if I gave it a zero point two. Yes. Probably zero point four for you, but yeah, one point two is about equivalent to a one zero point four. Okay. That's really interesting. It's the worst one. So it's worse than Nikki Glazer. It's worse than um, it's worse than. I still laughed at some of Nikki Glazer stuff. I mean, I still laughed at some of the some of her jokes. It was it was worse than Jeff Dunham. It was worse than. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Whitney Cummings. Yes. Um, man. That, that, by far, I can't think of a comedy special that I've been less interested in. Worse than Pete Davidson? Yes. Huh. Worse than the mumbling ding-dong. Worse than Eric Andre. All right. All right. Yeah, there were still some points where Eric Andre was, was kind of funny. He just went overboard sometimes. But he was still pretty funny sometimes. Some of the stuff he said – his jokes were there. I think he just needed to figure out how to tell them a little better. They're still kind of funny. Then I, I just had to sit there and listen to Gabriel Iglesias tell me how great his life is now. <clears throat> okay. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're not with me because you're trying to talk me out of it by telling me all these people that I <laughs> rated low. You're not with me at all. It's okay to say that. Because it's 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 individual, right? We're exactly. allowed to we disagree a thing on these a lot. But exactly. that is uh that might be the biggest one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um Okay, so Chris, uh so for, for next week, for, for the next comic, the next special that we're doing, um uh, I there is a there's another kind of phenomenon coming on kind of strong now that we've seen with Netflix at first. So instead of coming out on Comedy Central or even HBO with your with your comedy special, it's been Netflix. That's like the biggest sure. medium, right? Yeah, what did he say in this? He said he was, he was talking about Netflix and how he already got his check. He already made his money from Netflix, so he can do whatever he wants. We get it. You, made it, you make a bunch of money now. I get it, Gabriel. We get it. But he, he even mentioned Netflix is – I don't know if he said it's the new Comedy Central – yeah. What he said they took over Comedy Central or something like that. Something like that. But something that we saw with uh, Hannibal Burris a few weeks ago, um, a lot of these comics are now, because they have more control over it and because they, there are different ways to uh, make money this way now, they're releasing their specials on YouTube. Yes. Which is awesome because even more people are able to see them because if you don't subscribe to Netflix, you most likely still have the internet and you subscribe to YouTube, right? Or you don't subscribe to YouTube, you just have YouTube. You just have YouTube, right. So, um, so that, that I love that this is happening. They're, they're even, so some of them are even um, like giving out their pay, not PayPal, or yeah, PayPal even, or uh, Cash App or Venmo. Where people can, if you watch the watch their special, you can Venmo any comedian a dollar, ten dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever you feel like it was worth to you, and you want to support that comedian so that so that he or she can keep working. Um, that there's an option, and then also obviously, as you get hundreds of thousands of people viewing your your site, YouTube can sell advertisements, you know, on your on your channel. And that's how you make 
that's how you make the money there too. So, um, so anyway, I'm going to go to YouTube for the next one. All right. Sounds good. I thought you would go to Netflix and do the Rob, Rob Schneider just came out with a special on Netflix. I thought about I, I thought, as a, as an Adam Sandler, uh, we're both big Adam Sandler fans. I thought you would be going to that. And I, in the last few months, the last couple months, probably I, uh, watched, he had a show called real Rob. I think it was called, uh, it was his own little sitcom basically, but it was based sure. on, based on his real life, his real, I'm pretty sure his real wife and kid were in it. Um, it's basically kind of a reality, sh like a scripted reality show, kind of. Gotcha. So, but they set up different scenarios and it was funnier than I thought. Cause Rob Schneider isn't, I don't think he's like a top level. I, he's not a guy that I'm like, I'm going back on YouTube trying to find any old stand up comedy from Rob Schneider. I can find, you know, right. But he's been in some funny, you know, the Deuce Bigelow movies when he was the lead guy were kind of funny. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it was, he's funny enough. I would definitely watch it. Uh, but there are some other, there are some like com comic comics that aren't like, movie stars that yeah. i would like to and there are three of them i already know of right now guys that i know i like that have recently come out with um stand-up specials on youtube so all right well let's get to it which one are we doing so a guy by the name of sam morrill it's m-o-r-r-i-l-l -L, i think is it one or two it's one l m-o-r-r-i-l sam morrill called i got this uh, just came out in the last few weeks, I think. Um, actually, this is six months ago. So anyway, uh, I've anyway, seen this guy before. Yeah, he, he's been around. If you if you watch, you know, Comedy Central, or you have, um, yeah, you follow any any of the comedy things on, like you know. Well, even this, it looks like uh, this was put on YouTube, not by him. This was put on YouTube by Comedy Central standup. So okay, you went through Comedy Central to put this out. Right, right, you're right. Um, so, yes, so that's a, that's a good point to make. Uh, it's on the Comedy Central stand-up uh, channel on YouTube. So go to that. You can find it there. Or obviously, you just pull up YouTube and type in Sam, S-A-M, Morrill, M-O-R-R-I-L. Um, he, he's funny. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I've been kind of excited to watch this for a while, but I wanted to save it so that for this so that we could both watch it at the same time. I like that. So I have, I know where I've seen this guy. I saw a couple clips from, uh, from this roast battle. He was in the roast battle with, uh, what, you, what was his name? Joe Matt. Uh, yes. It, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Super funny because Joe Mackey seems like he would be really easy to <laughs> make fun of it. Uh, obviously for the way that he, 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 uh, 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 puts out his comedy is a little different than anybody else. Yes. There's the eyes. Yes. So, uh, that's really funny. If you ever get to watch that, go, go back. It's comedy central roast battle. So that's where I know this guy from. So yeah, I'm super excited about this. Yeah. Yep. So Sam Murrell, it's called, I got this, check it out on, on YouTube. If you're listening or watching this podcast and, uh, we'll talk about it next week. And uh, besides that, Chris, I, I feel like we got a nice tight one in today. Yeah, you ain't kidding, buddy. We needed it because I need some rest. Yeah, me too. Uh, so on that, on that note, uh, next week 
Sam Morrill, I got this. We've got NBA playoffs will have already started. Yeah. Uh, we're going to – I I doubt there will be any new news on the college football front. However, we will be uh, about – I want to say we're, we're about a third of the way through the Major League Baseball season right now, so we'll be getting even closer to halfway through, and we'll have a kind of an idea where some of these teams may land there. Um, and I, I got a feeling that's it's going to be a lot of NBA playoffs next week and then some Sam Morrell. That's, that's just the way I feel. There could definitely be – I mean, Corona's in, in full effect, so things change daily. So there very well could be some new topics to come up with before then. But as of now, I feel like we got some NBA playoffs and um, maybe a little baseball and some Sam Morrell. I agree with you. It's probably in the next couple of weeks. It might be getting close to time to, to maybe have Bobby Nightingale Jr. back on. And, yep. Uh, kind of see the state of the Reds and see the state of the rest of the league and, and how games are being affected. Some of these games are still being canceled because, yep. you know, some teams have too many people. St. Louis just can't get out from underneath it. They've played five games. St. Louis has played five games this year. Wow. The Reds just played their 18th. You're right. I don't know how – so it would be fun to hear what he think, what his thoughts are about how they can even possibly figure out a way to make a, a postseason out of this. Yeah. Because the Cubs have only played 10 or 11, I think it was. So because they played the Cardinals so much in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of weird stuff to go with that. It would be nice to get him coming back. Maybe we also uh, reach out to um, to our college basketball uh, uh, guy, Adam Baum, with, uh, with the Enquirer because – I think college basketball needs to get their act together and figure out what they're going to do. We're only two months away. We're yes. only two months away from college basketball starting. They've got to figure – they've got to be better than college football. How do they do that? I'm not sure because the Big East just today, about four or five hours ago, just announced that their spring sport or their fall sports are canceled. The whole Big East is canceling their fall sports. And they are still kicking around the idea of spring, but they're not sure if that's something they want to get into yet. So as of right now, they're just done. So fall sports run into winter sports mm -hmm. in college. Yeah. So we're two months away from, from exhibition and stuff. I, I, I want to know uh, – maybe I'll go over what I said for my uh, – what I went over on my, on my email I got from Xavier about, about taking a survey – for how I feel about about the upcoming season. Maybe I feel we'll like, go over some of those fun questions. I feel like I want to do that with you, by the way. Yeah, whether we have Adam Bowen or not, I would love to li right. to hear all those things because you mentioned, you talked about it a little bit last week uh, yeah. about, you know, how you had to make decisions about what were the most important things. You said three most important things. There's ten options. Can I say all of them? Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear that. Yeah, I think we should do that next week. All right, that sounds good. So we'll, maybe we'll get into that. All right, so until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.